Before we get stuck into it, a warning that this is a conference for adults and there is occasionally some strong language. So careful playing it around young ones. This is a Young Farmer Business Program podcast. You're listening to The Business of Farming, a series of talks from the Young Farmer Business Program, brought to you by the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries. I'm Selena Shannon, and this episode was recorded at the 2021 conference in Dubbo. Andrew Roberts is the son of a farmer. In his own words, his dad worked hard his whole life, but he struggled to stay on top of running his business and sending his sons to school. When Andrew and his brothers were older, their father told them to not go into farming. So Andrew studied business and went on to start Farm Owners Academy as a way to help young farmers find a way to run a successful farm and avoid struggling in the way his father did. And Andrew is excited about the future of farming. Agriculture is going to be by far our biggest industry. There's so much future for you in this space. Agriculture is tipped to be bigger than mining. In this session, Andrew shares how farmers can set up a system to run their own farms in a way that will give them the sort of personal and financial freedom that Andrew's own father was never able to achieve. I grew up on a farm in Urala in New South Wales. Any, any people from around that area? From the New England area? So I, we had a property just outside Urala. Thunderbolts Rock was actually on our property. And my father sent my older brother off to boarding school um, at quite a young age. And I remember when he got home for the first holiday, uh, and I said to him, what's it like? And he said, oh, it's amazing. But he said, it's really weird. And I said, why? And he said, people don't say hello. And I said, well, you know, what do they do? And he said, they just go, just for a moment, turn to the person beside you and just give them a... Anyway, I saw this and I'm like, right, I'm going to impress. When I go to school, I'm going to impress. So I spent the rest of the year practicing in front of the mirror back at home. And I arrived at school, uh, finally, three terms later, and it would have been about my second week at school, and there was, I reckon, 15 guys, maybe three years older than me, walking down this corridor, and I'm on my own walking towards them, and it's like dominoes. They just started firing this, this g'day to me, and I just looked up, and I just went... <laughs> I <breathed. laughs> so, yeah, my nickname became Kisser Boy uh, for quite some time at school. But it was interesting, my father literally went into 50% equity to put us through boarding school. He, he had a really tough time running a farm. Um, he was a really busy guy. I mean, it's pretty challenging, right? Running a business, you have to do everything. Not only do you have to, to be the farmer, but you have to create the vision and you have to look after the staff and you, then you have to turn around. He would do the book work uh, on weekends and he was a really busy guy really struggling. Can, can anyone relate to this in, in agriculture? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, he, didn't, he didn't have the time or he didn't have the knowledge that there, there is a better way and there's a smarter way to do things. Uh, Dad was always too busy to learn that smarter way. And as a result, he spent 35 years of his life re really struggling, really suffering. I mean, I, I have so much gratitude for the pain that he went through putting us through school. I didn't realise that they were on the brink of bankruptcy the whole time. Uh, extraordinary effort, and I didn't realise that they, every year was a struggle to, to make ends meet. And Dad didn't know that. If he benchmarked, he would have made 20% more profit on average. He didn't know that 
If he got a bit more scale, we had 1,250 acres. He, he didn't have the knowledge that if he could buy the, the neighbour's farm or have a bit more scale, it might have seemed more risky, but it actually would have been less risk for him if he had a better scalable operation. He didn't know if he chose a niche and really focused on it and became world-class at it, that he could have been a, an incredibly successful farmer. And he also didn't know that if he, if he let go of the $25 an hour jobs and hired people, he didn't think that he could afford it. But he didn't have the knowledge that if he could hire these people and then work on the business, that he could have scaled the company and, and his life could have been significantly easier and he could have contributed more. And so I was very fortunate to, to leave the farm. Um, and I say fortunate because Dad talked us out of not being farmers. You can imagine, I mean, he didn't want us to go into the suffering. So he, my, myself and my two brothers were, were told, don't be farmers. Um, and, and we didn't. I didn't become a farmer, but I went and, I went and learned business. Uh, and, and that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years as a, as a business mentor, a business coach. I've helped business owners and I've run my own companies and I've learned some skills. And my objective today is to pass, if you like, seven of the, the most important traits that I see for being a world-class entrepreneur. It's amazing, when you do this for 20 years, I've worked with maybe two to 3,000 business owners, uh, you start to see a commonality up behind why someone flies and why someone struggles. But I want to make a really important point before I dive into today. And the point is, when we look at your career, there's three places that you can play, okay? You can write these down if you like, because you can either be the technician, which is the farmer, and that's the person that loves farming, that's the person that thrives off being out there, mustering or cropping or whatever it is that you do or in the fishery business, whatever it is you do. You, we need the technicians, okay? We also need the managers, those that like to hire people and are really good at leading and managing people. Uh, it's critical to have these in business. But we also need the entrepreneurs uh, because the entrepreneurs are the ones that have the visions and the entrepreneurs are the ones that want to drive things forward. They, they want to so make, find solutions to problems. But I, I'm making this point because one of the best decisions I've seen certain people make in business is the realisation that they don't want to be an entrepreneur. Okay, this is really important. I've seen this quite often. I've helped a lot of people make this decision. And on making that decision, they're being true to themselves. Does that make sense? It's, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. I'm going I'm to teach you some fantastic tools today, but I, I'm not doing this to sell all of you into entrepreneurship. But I, what I do know is the seven traits that I'm going to be walking you through will absolutely benefit you, whether you want to be a technical, uh, a technician, a manager, and or an entrepreneur. So, so let's rip in. I want to open you up before I go into these seven traits of this entrepreneur's journey. It is a journey, um, and it's a really full-on journey. So we start off, as you can see, the first timer. And you'll notice there's a big smile on the face. Um, we may or may not have money, but we, we certainly have a lot of time on our hands. And so I just want to, by the way, enthusiasm is really high. Confidence is up. Belief in ourselves is usually really, really high. So this is pretty much what happens. At this point, Andrew starts playing a video of a fluffy little white dog trying to pen up a mob of sheep. We have all the confidence Nelson. in the world. Nelson and we here. come out Nelson, and we think, yeah, here. we've got this. I just have to put these here, sheep into here, a yard. Here. Yep, got Nelson, this covered. Can't wait. 
no worries. And we, we sort of run around, thought, oh, shit, what's going on? Oh, maybe I don't have this. Actually, what's, oh, come on, sheep, I just want you to go back the other way. And it doesn't take long after we're, we've been on this journey when we actually realise, you know what? I haven't got any idea what I'm doing at all. And we start losing control, right? The business uh, takes total charge of us and it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty chaotic. Ultimately, the sheep end up chasing the dog all over the yard. Who's been through this, by the way, and can relate? And by the way, this is often, even when we start a new job, right? Because we, we, we dive into it and we don't realise what's in front of us. When, when you move from a technical farmer to an entrepreneur, a business owner, th th there's a whole new layer of skills. And the skills are immense. We'll, we'll walk you through some of those as we, as we move forward. And it doesn't take long till we hit frustration. So all of a sudden, we're no longer happy. And we start beating ourselves up. So I started my very first business at 23 years of age. I bought a coaching franchise. And um, my confidence was really high. I thought, I'm just going to go out there and, and dominate it. And, and a lot of my friends and family, by the way, told me, you're too young to be a coach. You shouldn't be doing this. And I ignored them, but subconsciously I, I, I picked up on it. And for two years, it was the two, the, two of the hardest years of my life. I struggled significantly. Um, I, even talking about it brings back pain. I, I went into so much debt. I mean, I, the franchise I bought, I borrowed from them at 14% per annum interest. Um, and I borrowed from the bank a personal loan at 13% per annum interest. And I just could not keep on top of my, my expenses. And it was really really, really painful. It was just like one challenge after the other and you'd break out of a challenge and you're back in a new one. I mean, I think this little video here explains a little bit about what it's like. Andrew plays a video of a young boy trying to pull a sheep out of a trench by its hind legs. Some of you may have, uh, may have seen this, but you, you're in a challenge and you're forever trying to squeeze out of it and hey, you finally get out and it's like, whoa, I'm through this and it's like, yep, let's go, woohoo, yep, straight back in. <laughs> The boy frees the sheep and it runs along a fence line for a moment before leaping straight back into the trench. By the way, dog or sheep weren't, uh, weren't injured after, after this, these videos. So um, frustrations are a really challenging place to be. We'll just go to the next slide. Uh, we'll just bring up the slides. Yep. And a lot of people burn out in this zone. A lot of it's chaos because you're learning and you're trying to make ends meet. And it's a really, really tough grind in business. And by the way, even when I start a business now, I still have to go through this frustration phase where it's really hard to, to get traction within the business. And then we hit, we hit this first relief. And now you're not really happy, but you're not unhappy. You still don't really have money. You still don't really have time. But hey, you're covering the cost. We're at break even. This is the most dangerous zone of all. Um, because the new goal becomes as long as I don't go back to frustration. It's like this sigh of relief, I'm covering the bills, and guess what? 90% of people gets, get trapped here. It's a real, it's a, I call it a death trap. Uh, and, and it was exactly where my father was, was playing at, I would say, the most of his life, and it, it was just unknown to him, but he had the energy of, as long as I pay the bills, we're okay. Who's heard that in agriculture before? As long as we pay the bills, we're okay. It's a death trap. Because if you have that, that's where you remain. But guess what? You're not really happy and you're not really unhappy. The amount of people that tell me that farming's freedom, 
I mean, just go, I, I would go and interview eight out of 10 farmers and I would say that it's some of the most stressed people I've ever met. It's, it's not freedom. It's not freedom because they're doing everything. They're, they're stressing over money. They're stressing over the weather. They're stressing over finding people. It's a really challenging um, business. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not by any means turning you off it. I'm, I'm actually giving you hope because it doesn't need to be that way. Okay, this is really, really important because agriculture is going to be by far our biggest industry. There's so much future for you in, in, this, in this space. Um, I mean, I only found out in the last couple of years that agriculture and mining, I mean, agriculture is tipped to be bigger than mining. This is why the government's putting so much support and energy into this field. It's, it's so significant, the space. And corporates will come in and swallow them up and it'll just monopolise the whole, the whole space. And I, don't want to, I personally don't want to see that. It, it starves towns. It starves small towns. I want to see uh, entrepreneurship thrive and businesses thriving. It gets, I get a huge kick out of it. But in order to achieve this, and this is really important, you need a model. You need a system. You have to respect that business is a system. Business has, is a proven formula, a proven model that if followed, you will break out into finally. And this is where you're starting to make lots of money and you're starting to get happy because there's excess cash flow. You may not have your time, but at least there's lots of money to show for your hard effort. And the next level up is fulfilled. This is where you actually understand that I need to put systems in place. And, and you start recognising that, wow, business is a system and I need to be really good at creating systems. And, and having a system that runs my operations and having a system that allows me to watch my financials and a system to plan. These are all systems, and by the way, this is all part of the model. And ultimately, you then put team in place to run those systems. The entrepreneur will actually hire the team members and will give the, they'll have time freedom and money freedom. And this freedom, who in the room, by the way, um, would like that, to have the, 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 uh, enough wealth and enough time to do whatever you want to. Raise your hands up if that's you. And by the way, all of you can have this, all of you can have this. But it, it, it starts with a goal. It starts with an intention. It starts with a, a, a desire to create this for yourself. And that's exactly what Farm Owners was created for. Farm Owners was, was, a, was a business co created with myself um, and a guy called Greg Johnson with a, with a mission to create freedom farmers. That's what we do. And we provide the model. And just to, to let you know, um, 12, about two years ago, I put a C CEO into the business to replace myself. And six months later, I, I exited the company. He actually chose to, to, to buy me out. And the reason I did that, because I've got two, two beautiful little boys, a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And at the moment, that's my purpose. Okay, it's not, for me right now, it's not business. Um, it's being a dad and supporting my wife. And I just feel uh, ex extremely privileged because I've, I've, I've learnt this model. I've learnt how to do it. And I think if a country kid called Kissaboy from Armadale can do this, uh, anyone, anyone can do this if you're prepared to learn, learn the skills. Model plus passion plus experience equals profound results. And just to walk you up this ladder, we start as an employee, you become self-employed. Self-employed is where you're doing everything, okay? You're the technical farmer, you're the entrepreneur, and you're the manager. We then step up to manager, all the skills of being a manager. We then want to step into the owner. The owner respects, I need to hire a manager. 
I remove myself from being a technician, I remove myself from being a manager. This is where you start getting a lot of freedom. And then really clever, wealthy people, they've got their time back, they use their money to invest. And at the top level, we've got the entrepreneur right up the top here. And the entrepreneur's looking for the next deal. Um, they're looking for the next opportunity. Uh, and uh, a great, has anyone in the, in the room heard of Morton Co? Raise your hands if you heard a company called Morton Co. So Charlie Mort, I'll talk about him a little bit later, but uh, Charlie Mort runs three massive feedlots and he's never worked a day in a feedlot. And by the way, he didn't put any of his own money into starting the business, okay? He, he just, he's an entrepreneur and he, he's, lo he's got maybe seven or eight companies at the moment and he's playing a, just a very different game. It's a very different mindset. And again, it's not for everyone. So this first slide I love, and just too many farmers are guilty of this, but not you, because you're here. Because the, the reason I'm putting this up is great entrepreneurs have an insatiable need to learn. Okay, they're, they're, they're always learning. This is what I love about this New South Wales Young Farmer Business Program. They're constantly putting on stuff. And if I was in your shoes, I'd be consuming it all. Okay, learn, 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 learn. That's the objective. Uh, at the beginning. Rightio, so we're going to move into it. Please write these down as we go through them. I want to go through them quite rapidly, but number one, business is a game. Okay? You've got you've to love the game. And I just love this here. Because at school, we can't wait to finish. Then we go to junior school, then we go to high school. Oh, I'm going to finish soon. We finally get, some of you go into college and it's like, I can't wait to finish, and then you actually recognise that life is just one big, gigantic journey. And you don't get into entrepreneurship to, to, to create wealth, okay? This is important. You get into it because you, you love the game. And please write this down too, but you need, I really invite you to learn, if you like, the rules of the game. Learn the rules of the game. You're on an adventure. You're on, you, you, you know you're on a big adventure. When you're in entrepreneurship, when you hit the challenge, instead of getting upset about it, entrepreneurs get really excited about it. Okay, it's like, bring it on, I love challenges. They thrive off challenges. They, this is a, a trait that I've noticed, they never ever complain when something really negative hits them, including a drought including a price crash, including a team member quitting on them. They thrive off this stuff. And I invite you just to recognise that it's, a big, it's a, just a big game. But you want to play the right game. It's a game like my father chose um, a game that kept him... He, he couldn't... He, he's, he didn't have enough scale on the farm to profit. It was a bit like he put, he put as much effort in as someone down the road, yet he couldn't... Uh, generate the profitability because he wasn't playing the right game and again it wasn't his fault but he, he just wasn't introduced to it so you want to make sure you play the right game and you want to play to win you want to play to win attack is your best defense entrepreneurs they don't play to do okay they play to crack it they play to be the best they absolutely do they love creating solutions to problems they love creating solutions to problems which links me straight into trade two an entrepreneur is very resourceful. I love this story. Richard Branson, he was, I can't remember where he was, but he was flying to the Virgin Islands. Some of you will know this story. And they cancelled his flight. 
You know, and most people would just get angry and go home. But Richard Branson goes, no, I want to go home and I want to go home tonight. So he uh, went and found out how much it would cost him to charter a, a plane. And they told him. And then he went out and put a sign up at the airport saying, flights to the Virgin Islands, $40. And he got enough people to pay for that chartered flight so he could fly home to the Virgin Islands that night. And this is resourceful, right? It's really... Uh, it's not allowing a challenge to stop you. You thrive on it and you see yourself around it. Rather than saying, this is important, rather than saying, I can't afford this, great entrepreneurs will say, how can we afford this? Rather than saying, I don't have time for this, great entrepreneurs will say, how can I get time for this? Okay, they'll reverse the negative to a question. And Branson's just so fantastic at this. I love this guy here, uh, Ice-T. And... There's a fantastic video you can look up. I think it's called Ice-T Motivation. He's a rapper. Um, I, I'm not even a fan of him, but I just love the, love the video that he shares. And he talks about entrepreneurs or, or people that are thriving in life, they, they don't sit back and wait. They, they just go for it. He's got, I won't use the language that he uses in the video, but let's just, I'll soften it. I'll use a little bit of it. Screw it, let's do it. He said, you know, it's that moment when the guy walks up to his future wife. It's that moment when the fear's there, but he says, screw it, let's do it. And he talks about, you know, you don't, you don't get rewarded in life for playing safe. You know, most people, it's, it's like if you're watching Australian talents, who agrees with me it's boring watching a safe song? Who agrees with me? Yeah, of course it is. And who agrees, on the other hand, that it's, it's the people that are taking the risk that end up winning? Raise your hand up if you agree with that. We're going to start that question again. Who agrees with me that you actually win when you, when you take the risk, when you put yourself out there? Raise your hand. Yeah, everyone, right? So this is what I love about Ice-T. And I want to also make the point here, you're never ready. You're never ready. Do, uh, I, do, you, do we really think that Obama was ready to take on the role of President of the United States in his 40s? I mean, I'm in my 40s. And, the, you know, there's no way that I would, I would even consider something like that. But everyone was saying he was not ready. And this is, a, this is a huge lesson I wanted to pass on. Most people say yes and then figure it out afterwards. I invite you to say yes and then figure it out afterwards. It's really, really important. And this links me very quickly to what Ice-T said. Um, they make fast decisions. They almost make the decisions before they think. Because in life we have these major decisions and we want to get 80% of these correct, right? Who we marry. Uh, if you're going to buy a farm, that's a pretty major decision. If you're going to sell a farm, that's a big decision. This is interesting. Medium decisions. These cost a little bit of money and cost a bit of time. You only have to get a little bit more than 50% of these correct. Am I going to hire a team member? Am I going to come to this event? But see, what a lot of people do is they get caught up in their decision-making. And entrepreneurship, there's a, there's a correlation between the speed of success and the speed of your decision-making. Um, and we want to start getting better and better at them. Minor decisions, we only want to get 25, greater than 25% of these correct. What colour's my logo? Um, should, we, you know, should we put this on the website or not? And so we want to speed up our decision-making, and it's a really important trait in entrepreneurship. I'll just play a quick video for you, and I'll just illustrate 
what so many people, what we've seen farmers uh, do. So you'll see she's hungry, this lioness, and she wants to go out for a feed, but there's almost like too many, too many options, right? And so she's waiting and she's thinking, you know what? This one might be better. And we do this in life. We think, oh, I'm not quite ready, or that one's not quite right, or this job's not quite right, or I'll start next year when things are better, or I'll start here when I've got a bit more time, or I'll start here when I've got a bit more money. And these opportunities are just running by, running by, running by. In the video, a lioness is crouched watching a stampede of wildebeest run past, a blur of animals sprinting past her. She's crouched, ready to catch her prey, paused, about to pounce, but she's watching, 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 and not moving. A lot of people just end up starving. They're just missing them. Why? Because they're too scared to take that decision and just go for it. And again, it's, it's, a, it's a really sad thing. And then, oh, here he comes straight through, doesn't muck around. A lion charges past the frozen lioness and grabs a wildebeest with speed and decisiveness. And you'll notice that he, there, there was not an analysis of, is this the right thing? Or is this the perfect time for me? There's just an energy of just going for it. This is a huge thing. Entrepreneurs decide so quickly before the fear sets in. Okay? Entrepreneurs will decide quickly and move and jump the gun before the fear will set in. I've seen this all the time. It's almost like um, so people will, will analyse the decision. Who's guilty of this? Analysing a decision, then you build up this, this fear and it stops you moving. Who's had this? Okay, most people, this is, this is procrastination. Whereas great entrepreneurs will come up with the idea and move. And I'll, I'll share this one. It's changed my life, this one. You can't steer a parked car. You can't steer a parked car. Often the only way to figure out what to do next is to move forward. And even if it's ro- the wrong decision, you'll, at least you're moving forward, okay? Movement is how, we, uh, is how we crack it in entrepreneurship. You could take a photo of this if you want, um, but these are the 16 skills that we focus on mastering at Farm Owners Academy. This is, this is really the, the crux of our program because entrepreneurs have this gift of, you can see here, big picture at the top, tiny detail down the bottom, right brain, left brain. So let's just look for a moment, big picture, right brain. Entrepreneurs, we need to have, just, just, I'll just go through this, strategy, vision, innovate and inspiration. Raise your hands up if, if you think that that's an important thing to have in a successful business. Raise your hand up. We're going to try that one more time, everybody. Raise your hand up if that's an important thing as a business. Absolutely it is. It really is. So, but let's just look down to the bottom right. Staff management, sales management, negotiation skills, communication skills. Different skill set, but also really, really important. And then we go to this top left. It's ridiculous having strategy and vision if you're not good at executing, if you're not good at planning, if you're not good at systemizing, and you're not good at delegation. Show of hands in the room, where are our really good planners? They love a task list and they love executing the task list. Raise your hand. Right up. About 50%. Who knows they're a bit ordinary at that? Oh, probably 60%. It's honest. So I invite you, if, if you go on to the, the, um, the world of entrepreneurship, I had to learn, this is important, these skills are learnt skills. You're not born with these. I, had to, I was very, very good at the top right, but terrible at the top left. Um, 
but now I've become really strong at the top left because I've learned how to do it, okay? And if you're going to go on the entrepreneurial journey, you, you need to learn these skills, absolutely. Bottom left, risk management, project management, financial skills. I mean, just to check in on this one, uh, who agrees that some fi basic financial skills is important if you're going to run a successful business? Raise your hand up. Just turn to the person beside you for a moment and say, you need to learn about finances. <laughs> but you know what? It took, me, it took me about six years to even understand. I mean, I'm a business coach back at the start, but it took me six years to really properly interpret a a profit and loss and how to effectively do a budget. It used to drive me insane. I used to vomit at the thought of doing it. But today, because I've been doing it for so long, I can do it with my eyes closed. It's like driving. Once you learn the skill, it's really easy, okay? You just got to go through the grind of, of learning it. Um, so, so of course, we need, we need all these skills. A lot of farmers pride themselves on being the hardest, busiest worker, the person that works the longest hours, okay? It's stupid. It, it's, the, it's the craziest thing. I like what, what ego or pride is there in that? The most successful entrepreneurs that I know work the, work the least, okay? They, they create the leverage. It's, it's, the, it's the Charlie Mort. I, um, I do a strategic planning session with Charlie Mort. We sit with his financial controller and his head of operations and his CEO. Charlie walks out of the meeting with nothing on his to-do list. It's amazing, he, he, everyone else is busy other than him, so he's got time to see opportunity. And this is really important. As great entrepreneurs don't pride themselves on being the busiest person, they pride themselves on, on being the smartest and, and uh, finding other people that are better than them to do the job. If you're the smartest person in the room, uh, you're the dumbest. I love this, what do you mean I'm too controlling? You, 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 you can't, entrepreneurs aren't control, control freaks. They, they, they let that go, okay? Entrepreneurs let other people pay the bills. They don't fear about that. They let other people, they, they trust people around them, okay? It's really important to learn that you need to become so good at this trait, high people get out of their way. It was the greatest time of my life when I got kicked out of our team meeting because I was just too annoying. At farm owners, they said, look, you just, you're getting in the road. I'm like, and the CEO had to say, Andrew, can you not come to our team meeting anymore? And once upon a time, I would have been upset by that, but I was like, this is, that's what you want, okay? So the team runs the business for you. As I mentioned, Charlie Mort, his two best decisions, decision one, raising money. Charlie Mort saw a block of land and had a vision to build the, the, the Australia's largest feedlot. And he went and raised $50 million to do it. He didn't put any of his own money into it, okay? That's entrepreneurs can do this because they see a vision and they can attract money. If you don't have money, don't use that as a, as a reason to stop you. Um, and decision number two, he never worked a day in, in the feedlot. Interesting, that, that's, the, that's the game that he plays. Definition of money, everyone, is simply an idea backed by confidence. An idea backed by confidence. Which is your business? Are you in the middle or are you able to be the ideal performing business outside of the business. Entrepreneurs don't want to be stuck doing it all, they want to be on the side. Trade six, influential, they don't like no and they play to win. They love sales and marketing, they love inspiring their team, they love solving problems and they recognise recruitment is one of their biggest skills. 
particularly hiring the two I see. Particularly hiring the two I see. I would say that this last one is the most important trait of all. They're focused. They don't get distracted. They focus on one course until successful. They focus on one course until successful. If you try and chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither one. They pick a goal and they're all in and they stay the distance on that particular goal. And I want you to be aware of this entrepreneur's curse. A dog finds a bone and it's taking the bone back to its kennel but drops the bone because it sees a bigger bone. And it goes over to the bigger bone and takes it back to the kennel but it sees a bigger bone. And it goes for the bigger bone and this keeps going on and the dog dies of starvation. Because it could have just eaten the first bone and it would have been fine. Entrepreneur's curse is where you're constantly chasing something that you think is better, but it's a mirage. The grass is not greener. You can choose to be a sheep farmer, you can choose to be a cattle farmer, you can choose to run a, a, a business in cropping and you can be so successful if you focus. If you focus. And you hold the magnifying glass still enough for long enough so you start a fire. I see so many people, because um, they haven't got clarity on their goals, they're moving it like this. That's what I love about the, this, this event, the focus that's gone into this and the whole team. Um, and you can see them behind the scenes, the, the, the leadership team of the New South Wales Young Farmers Business Program. They're so focused on this, all energies in this. They're not getting distracted. And that's why they can deliver a fantastic event. So to summarise, they play the game. They're resourceful. They make fast decisions. They're good at big picture, small detail. They create leverage. They're influential and they're focused. Last thoughts, last thoughts. Step one, you need to have a mission in business. Just, for a, just to lock this in, I want you to turn to the person beside you and say, you need to define your mission. Just do that for me. Okay, so I want you to turn to the person on the other side and I want you to say, you need to do stuff to fulfill your mission. And this is a huge one. I want you to actually say to yourself, I need to feel the fear and do it anyway. I need to feel the fear and do it anyway. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me and enjoy the rest of the day. Take it easy. That was Andrew Roberts speaking at the 2021 Young Farmer Business Program Conference in Dubbo. Want to know more about what it takes to create a successful primary production business? Check out the rest of our talks on the business of farming. Find it on your podcast app or online. In our next episode, we talk succession planning. How to navigate those tricky conversations within your family to ensure a long-lasting legacy for the business. My aim was for the family not only to end up with a sustainable farm, but more importantly to me, a sustainable family.